Hello, 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 everybody. So, this is Behind the Mask. Meet the Real Me. This is my very first podcast, and I hope that you enjoy this. I just wanted to share my story and see if you guys can relate. Um, Because I am a person who struggles with anxiety on the daily. And I do feel that... It is not talked about nearly enough or understood. So let's get into our first episode. So today we're just going to talk about recognizing that you have anxiety or now that I have discovered I have obsessive compulsive personality disorder. My whole life I thought I had OCD. Turns out it's part of my personality. So very interesting find, let me just say. So, anxiety. Had it my whole life. Didn't know what it was. Can you relate? Please comment if you can relate. <laughs> I can remember being probably 13 years old and getting so upset and nearly having a panic attack over the silliest things, which now I can refer to as silly, but then it was huge because I was a preteen. And literally feeling like an elephant was sitting on my chest, almost hyperventilating, and suffering in silence, pretty much. I literally felt like something was wrong with me, but I didn't know how to explain it to anyone. And I had never saw anyone behave that way, so I didn't know what it was. So... I think we really need to open our eyes to people who are struggling and living with anxiety because you do have to learn how to live with anxiety. It never fully goes away. I am leaps and bounds further in my journey on coping with anxiety than even a year ago. Um, I finally came to terms with that, I needed some help <laughs> to deal with that. Um, you know, I am a faith-based person. I am Christian. But at the same time, you have the flesh side that wants to really make you struggle with that anxiety. So you do have to, you know, thank God there's doctors and prescription medications. Not everybody needs prescriptions. I do take a prescription medication that just is a kind of a mood stabilizer. I don't want anything that's going to make me um, not who I am. It just allows me to focus. I have been in therapy for the last couple of months, you know, recognizing some of the signs and things that I never realized were red flags and should have been red flags to people around me that I was struggling, but I am a master of hiding those feelings. I am a master of pretending everything's okay. Um, I always say to folks that don't deal with that, you know, and somebody asks you if you're okay, you just say, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Cause that's the easy answer. You don't want to go into the whole spiel of how you had a meltdown yesterday, nearly felt like you was having a heart attack, almost drove yourself to the ER And you were up half the night just worrying about things that probably will never happen in a million years. 
And as you can see, I've kind of jumped all over the place with this, but I'm going to be 100% real with you. This is not scripted. This is just me talking into my phone and talking to you about how I deal with anxiety and how I struggled for many years, not knowing what it was and literally keeping it from people and not talking about it because I didn't want people to think I was crazy. For example, <laughs> um, I used to have this thing. I can remember in high school, all my friends getting so frustrated because anytime we were ready to leave and go somewhere, it would literally take me 20 minutes to get out of the house. They're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, oh, I got to double check this. I got to make sure the stove's off. I got to make sure the flat iron's off. I got to make sure the iron's off. I got to make sure all the lights are off. I got to make sure, you know, I got to check the locks. And it was never a number of times I had to check it. You know, as you will see with folks with OCD, it is that I have to do it till it feels right to me, till I have assured myself that everything is good, right? Uh, and I'm sure most of you people are like, oh my gosh, you know, because most normal folks don't, they, they're lucky if they think of it once, right? I've literally driven halfway to work and turned around, came home to check a flat iron. So I'm going to confess something to you right now that is going to make me sound crazy, but it calms me and is therapeutic to me um, that I actually have started taking photos of my outlets. I'll give a pause for you to be like, what? And you can even laugh at me. I laugh at myself. Trust me, I do. But as silly as that sounds, once I'm at work and I think, did I unplug the iron? Did I turn off the coffee pot? I can actually pull up my photo album and see it right there and reassure myself. And it's literally two seconds that fear is gone because I'm not thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not, I won't go home and the house is going to be burnt down. Because I automatically go to worst case scenario, okay? And if you don't think like I do, it's hard for you to relate to that. Just like it's hard for me to relate to people who don't have that obsessive type of behavior and anxiety and fear. We have fears that are not rational to other people. Um, so, yeah, that's where I go. If my coffee pot's on, my house is going to be burned down and I'm going to have to file an insurance claim and all that. I mean, literally, that's where my mind goes. Okay. And I know I've kind of just hopped all over the place. And mainly that's probably because I'm nervous about doing this and I really didn't know what to start with, but I just wanted to say, you know, get out there that when you realize what is going on within your own mind and your own body, you can fix it. You can seek help to learn how to cope. There's coping mechanisms. There is medications. There is doctors that will help you. But you first have to be honest. I, like I said, I kept that from my doctor for many, 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 many years. Probably the last two years is the most honest I've been about um, my condition. 
And even calling it that seems weird to me because it's just who I am. I've always had that. I basically, you know, I, they've not diagnosed me with this. You know, I obviously have anxiety, um, obsessive compulsive personality disorder, but I think I have high functioning anxiety because I can do many things at once and I can function under the most extreme stress but if you know anybody that has high functioning anxiety you know that literally three days later after doing all those things they crash like I am a true introvert I come home on Friday evening and I recharge until Sunday night yes I talk to people but I am not out about you know social butterfly events and of course we can't right now because of covid but even before then i've I've been deemed you know uh, a homebody because i do like to be home that's where that's my retreat that's where i feel safe and to someone with anxiety safe is a thing right it is huge safe and trust is huge with someone with anxiety like I said, I know I've hopped all over the place on this first episode. Hopefully I can get that more under control for episode two. But like I said, you know, part one and step one is recognizing that you actually have anxiety. That you've been struggling with it. A lot of folks are walking around that still have it and are struggling and suffering in silence and don't know what to do. They don't know what to say to have someone hear them. You know, if you just go to someone and say, you know, I literally feel like an elephant's on my chest right now. Uh, you know, you're short of breath, you're cold, clammy, sweat. I mean, I get hot all of a sudden. I can literally, it's a physical reaction. And my body is going into that fight or flight mode. And I did not know that for so many years. I thought, why is my body feeling this way? And why am I exhausted after it happens? But now after reading and talking to my therapist and talking to my doctor and, you know, I've even talked to my pastor about it. But you have to know what to do in order to head that off and prevent that and deal with that. Because if you don't, you're just going to keep making yourself miserable. You're going to keep suffering and eventually it's it's the stress of that is going to cause some health issues because it has affected my health i do struggle with chronic migraines as well i have since i was 14 15 years old uh a lot of those are stress related you know which ties in with anxiety right i mean there's just so many things that make sense now to me at 42 years of age that did of course, did not make sense at the age of 15. And like I said, I can remember vividly sitting on my bed, feeling like I was having a heart attack at 15 years old, thinking, what in the world is wrong with me? Why am I panicking? Why do I feel this way? Not knowing that, you know, people saying things or triggering you, which you don't know at that time as triggers, but... That is what happens, though. 
if I'm having a conversation with someone or even then, I don't even remember what the situation was that triggered that, but I just remember that feeling of fear, thinking I was dying of a heart attack at 15 years of age. Um, and my mom had no clue. I didn't tell my mom. I didn't tell my dad. They were together at the time, which eventually they divorced when I was um, like 15 and a half, I think. Um, but a lot of that had to do, you know, with the stress of that situation. So I do come from a divorced home. So I do know what that feels like. I know what that feels like to be separated from a parent at 15 years of age. And the separation is at the choice of the adult. And that's a whole other episode. But what I'm saying is there is triggers that will happen that will cause you to feel that way. And until you know what they are and until you recognize what they are and until you know when people are doing it intentionally to trigger you, you will suffer in silence. And I think that's the main reason, not only for me to be therapeutic to do this podcast, but to let you know that you're not alone. You are not crazy. What you are feeling to you is real. It's not fake. You are having a true reaction. It's just we all need help learning how to cope with that and work towards being able to process things as they come in and not panic because that is our first reaction. And I can remember, you know, being that way over several things. But now I recognize when that's happening. But I'm 42. <laughs> so I've struggled a long, long time. And I am now at a place to where I am very open about it now with people. Um, because I have found if you are open with it, if they truly care about you, they're not going to try to trigger you. They're going to try to help you. So I am very open about it. I do make jokes about it, uh, you know, about me being crazy, but you know, sometimes that's how I cope is to laugh about it. Um, because I'm not a very emotional person, but I do have that anxiety, fear, mad rage, anger type of feelings. Those are the feelings I go towards. I'm not one who will cry a lot. I am more of a outburst type of dealing with it. So again, we're still a work in progress, <laughs> you know, and as a Christian, you are always under construction. We strive to be like Christ but we're still human. Um, and I think with anxiety, it is, you know, Satan can really, really push on my buttons with that. And that's what he uses with me because that is my weakness. So, I say all that to say, you are not alone. You are not crazy. The feelings you have are real. The fear you have is real to you, just like it is to me. Does that mean you need to be scared? 
not necessarily because there's a lot of times I've been scared and there's nothing to be scared of other than myself my own mind is my worst enemy so I hope that you join me for the next episode as we just continue to talk about anxiety obsessive compulsive personality disorder all the things we do that probably drive other people crazy as well but learning to cope with that and live with that every day leaning on your faith and the therapy that is there for you and your friends your true friends and I'm not talking about your acquaintances but your true friends that know what your triggers are or your spouse or your best friend or your mom or your dad whoever that it can be that support system for you that you could go to to say hey I'm feeling really anxious right now like I'm scared this is going to happen and they can bring you down a notch not to say why are you worrying about that or don't think that it's to talk the process through talking is key here and that is one thing that I'm not great at is talking about me and my feelings so that's what this is I'm showing you the real me behind the mask because if you see me everything's peachy everything's great life is good which it is but still I'm not gonna show you in my facial expressions and my behavior what's going on on the inside because on the inside a lot of times I'm screaming I am punching I am I may be crying. I may be just exhausted. So through these episodes, I'm going to use this, even if nobody listens. That's totally cool too. Because this is therapy for me to really open up about what's going on, to talk about it, to get it out, move on, and move forward with things that help me cope and be a better person and be a healthier person because that healthy is not all physical it's mental as well so that is extremely important to me so I hope you hop on this journey with me Um, if this helps you out please subscribe to my podcast leave me a comment I'd love to hear from you but just remember you are not alone you are not suffering alone there is other like you who fight the same battles and like I said join me for episode two and we'll get behind the mask again and talk about those real real feelings because we keep it on the real real here thanks guys see you next time